Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome, everyone. We are here for another amazing episode on the I'm Not Fine Show. I am Lizzie Enns, your host here. And today, we are going to dive deep into cholesterol because the cholesterol is one of the top diseases in America globally. And this is something that a lot of people need to understand how we can help it naturally. And I'm going to give you some statistics to help you understand why this is such a global uh, phenomenon, why this is something that is like, hey, we can take control of this. But there's some very, very um, strategic and specific things going on behind the cholesterol in the medical field. And we need to nip it in the butt and take care of it. So if you are here listening in, tuning in, uh, meet us in the chat box, spit those questions out at me. I want to answer any questions that you guys might have. But otherwise, we're going to dive into cholesterol and why it is important for us to take care of it and how easy that can be if we just take care of it and we give our body what it needs. So I'm going to, I was doing some research on this and I remember learning this when I was going through my functional nutrition school. And some of the things that I learned about cholesterol while I was in school were really, really shocking to me, to be honest. But it was such an intriguing thing for me to learn because I didn't realize that this was such a big, big deal in the medical field. And then how many people were just kind of getting taken advantage of with this specific thing. So I'm going to read you something that I found that uh, I thought was was just absolutely crazy. Cardiovascular disease, which has to do with your cholesterol, is the leading global cause of death, accounting for 17.3 million deaths per year, a number that is expected to grow to more than 23.6 million by 2030. Heart disease accounts for about one of every three deaths in America. One over 2,000 Americans die each day from these diseases. That's approximately one person every 40 seconds. About 85.6 million Americans are living with some form of cardiovascular disease or the after effects of a stroke, a heart disease is the number one cause of death world in the world, again, worldwide, not just in America. So when I was um, reading through this and learning about this, I, I was shocked. I was like, this is absolutely crazy. And the thing about it is that there are so many things that we can do lifestyle wise to prevent this. But you got to ask yourself a question. Why is this? Why is this such a global 
worldwide issue because cholesterol is driven by inflammation. It's a steroid hormone. It's a backbone to your hormones. It's a backbone to your thyroid. There's so many things going on. And one of the things that I learned uh, when I was studying this as well and while I was in school is the whole medication system, cholesterol medication system in the medical field. So when they created the cholesterol medication a long time ago, I can't remember exactly when it was, but when they created the cholesterol medication, um, they there's something that happens within our body that once you go on cholesterol medication, it's very, very, very difficult to stop cholesterol medication. And here's why. It's because there's a certain process that once you go on the medication, the uh, there's a certain process that, that the body naturally stops doing. And now you are reliant on the medication. So in order to get off of it is very, very difficult because your body is naturally a pathway that naturally would happen in the body. The body stops doing that because it doesn't have to because the medication is doing it. And so now when they when they discovered this, they realized, oh, this is a big moneymaker in which, by the way, if you don't know this, cholesterol medication is the top moneymaker medication there is. It's absolutely wild. And the reason for that is because once you go on it, you're expected to have to stay on it for the rest of your life. And so they just have to keep taking the cholesterol medication and it's it's where they make their money. So here's another really, really interesting thing. This is why we know that the people that make medication, they don't always have your best interest at heart because when they first released cholesterol medication and uh, started, doctors started putting this medication, um, putting clients on this medication. When they, when they started to realize that this is something that is going to make a lot of money and this is something that people are going to have to rely on, they started to change the requirements of what qualifies someone to be on cholesterol medication. So for example, your cholesterol may have, I'm just going to spit some numbers out here. I'm not saying that these are the exact numbers, but let's say in order to qualify to be on cholesterol medication, your number may have been at 300. Okay. So you're, that's a very bad number. If you're, if your cholesterol is at 300, but I'm just spitting that out there and saying used to be 300 is where you needed to be in order to qualify for the medication. Once they realized how much money they can make off of cholesterol medication, they over the years, they started to lower the qualifications of when doctors can prescribe cholesterol medication for their patients. So (laughs) every so often that number would drop down, whether you needed it or not. So basically, 
what I'm trying to get you to understand here is that instead of teaching you how to change your lifestyle, how to change your food, how to get the inflammation in your body down to get your cholesterol to come down where you need it to be. Instead of doing that, they qualify you for cholesterol medication and say, hey, just take this medication. But the reality is, is if you really think about it, because of a certain pathway that stops generating the things that it needs to generate for your natural cholesterol, that stops. Now you're relying on the cholesterol medication and you're on it for life. It's a very, very serious business and it's a very, very tricky business. And so one of the things that I always, um, always like to educate my clients on when we see that they have high cholesterol is, okay, why is your cholesterol high in the first place? Now, here's something to remember. There are certain people that have genetic factors with their cholesterol. I talked to a girl earlier this year one time, and she, you know, had was a skinny girl. She didn't, you know, she wasn't overweight, unhealthy. She took care of her health. She ate healthy. She exercised. But one of the things she was having some, some health problems. And one of the things that she, she uh, always had was her cholesterol was always really high. And her mom's cholesterol was always really high as well. Her mom ended up like her mom was on cholesterol medication and her mom ended up um, doing a very, very specific test to see like, why is it that she's doing all of these healthy habits? She's taking care of her health. She exercises. She looks healthy. She feels healthy. Yet her cholesterol would never come down. And they did a very specific test that was within the veins um, and they tested the size of her veins and the doctor <clears throat> told her that her veins are actually so small that the whole process of the cholesterol uh, can't happen the way that it would for a normal person with, with regular sized veins. And for that reason, she was predestined to just have high cholesterol all her life because of the size of her veins. So I'm not saying that you don't need cholesterol medication in some cases. And in some cases, if you if your cholesterol is just really, really, really high, where it's like you need to get this down very quickly or there's going to be a heart attack or a stroke, then sometimes that's the route that you have to go in order to save your life. But other than that, a big, big piece of it is that changing your lifestyle and what you're fueling your body with and how you're moving your body and getting the inflammation down and all of those things, that is a, is where you need to start, whether you go on medication or not. So just going on medication for your cholesterol without changing any of the other things in your life isn't an answer either. Just the way that I talk about going on thyroid medication and expecting the thyroid medication to fix the entire problem, that doesn't work either. It doesn't fix the underlying issue of why things are off in the first place. So you do want to make sure that 
you are making the necessary changes in your life in order to help fix and heal the problems. So one of the things that uh, I always explain this in this way with my clients is when you have high cholesterol, what are the very necessary things that we need to do first to help you with this? And I want you to remember this. We make new cholesterol every single day. Our body is always making new cholesterol. But whatever we don't use, we're supposed to get rid of. Like, basically, poop it out. And for someone that isn't eating a lot of fiber in their diet, and they're not eating a lot of phytonutrients and fruits and vegetables and those types of things, um, you're not getting rid of the excess cholesterol that's sitting in your body. Yet the next day, you're, you know, you're going to keep making new cholesterol. And so that's where the problem can lie in that you're not getting rid of the cholesterol that you're not needing and that your body's not using. And that's why your cholesterol can go up. So always keep that in mind. We need cholesterol. We do. We absolutely do. But we obviously don't want too much because it is one of the leading causes of heart disease and strokes and heart attacks. You know, your cardiovascular health, all of that stuff is connected to your cholesterol. So it's very, very important to pay attention to. But um, I'm going to share something with you when we come back. We're about to go to our first break here, but I'm going to share something with you when we come back that is probably going to shock you on where you actually need to be paying attention, which level of your of triclis or um, cholesterol, I almost gave it away, which level, level in your cholesterol um, stack, there's different types of cholesterols, which one you actually need to be paying attention to. Because there's one that a lot of doctors don't pay t- enough attention to and educate you and teach you. Um, that is actually the most important one to pay attention to. So we're going to go to our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the different types of cholesterol and why it's important to pay attention to each one, what their purpose is, and then which one you need to be paying attention to the most in order to work in the prevention state of heart disease and strokes and all of the things. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Yums on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about cholesterol. And this is a very, very, very important steroid hormone, backbone hormone that we need to be paying attention to. So I mentioned this earlier, but I want to mention it again. This is very much connected to your hormones, your thyroid. It's also connected to your liver. They go hand in hand and your inflammation in your body. So there's a reason why a standard test with doctors is to check your cholesterol um, I think there's there's probably several different reasons for it, <laughs> but it's such a beast that we need to take care of. But also I shared with you the statistics of cholesterol and then the medication that gets prescribed behind it. So those are just some things that we want to make sure that we are aware of and we want to pay attention to our cholesterol. This can also be, and you know, if you have high cholesterol and high inflammation, just remember that this can also be connected to uh, diabetes or pre-diabetic. So it's all the things like, remember, our body is an entire machine. So we have to look at all these things all together. All right, let's go into talking a little bit about the different types of cholesterol. So there's LDL that most of you probably have heard of LDL as your bad cholesterol. LDL stands for low density lipoprotein and high levels of LDL cholesterol are associated with higher risk of cardiovascular disease. Not the only one, but this is why sometimes it's referred to as your bad cholesterol. But I wouldn't necessarily call it bad cholesterol because we do need it. We need it. It's just that the chances of it getting too high are very much there with a poor lifestyle. And so it's something that we want to uh, pay attention to. Your HDL, which stands for high density lipoprotein, high levels of HDL are associated with a low risk, lower risk of car cardiovascular disease, which is, this is the one that's like considered the good cholesterol. Now here's something that most doctors won't tell you um, is when you have, you can have um, too low HDL. So if your HDL gets below a certain number, now we need to be looking into, hey, is where's their inflammation happening in the body? Because there probably is. And there's also possible autoimmune activity going on. So if your HDL drops too low, that's not good. Because sometimes a doctor can look at, they'll look at your total cholesterol and as long as you're not going over 200 
in the total cholesterol, they'll say, hey, you're fine because of the, the um, total between like the HDL and the LDL, which there needs to be a ratio between the HDL and the LDL. But they, they'll only look at the total and say, okay, but your LDL is is elevated, but your but your ratio is fine and you're not going over the total number, so there's nothing to worry about. But your HDL should not be too low. You have to make sure that you're paying attention to that. So whenever there's the HDL drops too low, now I'm going to be looking at, hey, is are there possibilities of autoimmune? And it's actually not uncommon for me for to see like someone with low HDL to then um, see that they have Hashimoto's disease or hypothyroidism. Like those are things that are very, very common. And then there's a third one, which is something that a, a lot of people don't get taught about. And this is the one that I was going to tell you that I'm going to tell you is actually one of the most important ones to pay attention to. And that is your triglyceride levels. Your triglyceride levels are actually the driver behind heart disease and stroke. So think of, remember how, I'm sure you've heard this term before, where if you have a, a stroke or a heart attack, you know, they're talking about the clogged arteries and that's what caused it. Well, the triglycerides, think of, think of the, um, when you see like, fat that like, let's say you see lard that hardens or like coconut oil, which coconut oil is good for you, but you, you see that and it hardens up. That's kind of like what you think about when it comes to like in your veins, there's, there's these fatty things that harden and that's what can cause, you know, heart attacks and strokes. Well, that's driven by the triglycerides and the, the triglycerides will go up the unhealthier your diet is. It's a very, very much diet driven. So your triglycerides, if you're eating a lot of fried foods, a lot of fast foods, a lot of sugars, highly processed sugars that cause the inflammation, those are the things that are going to raise your triglycerides. So whenever I see high triglycerides, I go, okay, it's time for us to look at what is what's what's going in dietary wise and the second piece is what are you doing to exert energy so that's why exercise is such a huge huge piece of your cholesterol as well because it can help move things along right remember how we're supposed to like get rid of excess cholesterol well if we're always eating you know just imagine someone is you know, going to a fast food drive through nearly every day, or they're eating highly processed microwavable foods every day, and they're not really eating any kind of fruits and vegetables that bring in those phytonutrients and fibers to keep inflammation down, bring in fiber, all of the things. If you're not doing any of that, um, the chances of your triglycerides going up are really, really high. And so that's why your lifestyle is such a huge piece of your cholesterol. And so if you're someone that is like, hey, my, my cholesterol isn't where it needs to be, 
and um, you haven't made any changes dietary wise and, and with your lifestyle and everything, um, that is the first place that I would start. And I'm going to give you some more uh, information and steps later on on what you can do in order to like what type of foods you can bring in sort of a guideline that I like to go by. But if you are at the doctor and they're telling you like the first step is for you to go on medication and that's something that you're like, I don't really want to do that. Then I want to highly encourage you to say, Hey, let me look at my lifestyle. Let me look at what I'm putting into my body and how I'm taking care of that first. If you are someone that is like, nah, just want to take a medication and, and, uh, <laughs> let it do its job, just remember that it doesn't fix the underlying issue. Now, I know that there are some people that are like, I don't want to change anything in my life and I'd rather just take a pill. That's still your choice. I just want you to know that it's not going to fix the problem and you're going to have to be reliant on that medication for the rest of your life. Bottom line, at the end of the day, everybody has a choice to make and it's up to you like what, what it is that you want to do. So a couple other things here. What if, what happens if your cholesterol is too high? And like I mentioned before, your you cholesterol is needed for your body to function. It absolutely is. And I'm going to uh, bust a myth a little bit later about a certain food that people have been told for years, avoid this food if you have high cholesterol and it's a total myth. So I'm going to bust it. But um, in, in case, like if you, if you have high cholesterol, just know that these are some other things to look after and make sure that you're paying attention to. And that is diabetes, like type two diabetes and high blood pressure. So, so remember how I talked about how like the um, the fatty deposits in your blood vessels and how that those are the reasons of why you can have like a stroke or a heart attack. Well, that is what can also raise your blood pressure. So if you are having restriction in blood flow because your heart's job is to pump the blood in and out, and if it can't do that because there's fatty deposits in there, the chances of having high blood pressure are there. I actually remember when I was in, um, I'm fascinated by the blood flow of what goes in and what goes out. When I was in personal training school, this is how I knew I was meant to go into this profession. One, because when I, when I, uh, after I left my, my Amish culture, I had to go get my high school diploma because I only had an eighth grade education and one of the first things that I discovered about myself when I was in in uh, high uh, GED school was that I was fascinated by science and I was very much fascinated by the biology and the physiology of the body and how science works. And I remember reading something about a science project and how things work and everything. And I thought, wow, that is so incredibly fascinating. I love listening to or reading or learning how the process of certain things happen. And so when I went to personal training school a few years after that, I got to study the anatomy and some of the physiology of the functions of the heart 
and, and the body too, but the heart specifically. And we have to memorize the, the blood flow with the heart. And I can't, I can't spit it out now because I haven't like read it or looked into it, like re, re, um, what, what's the word where you have to like remind yourself, you have to like read it to, to remember. I can't think of the word right now, but, um, that's something that I, I was absolutely fascinated by, but here's the thing. The reason I'm bringing that up is because your cholesterol has so much to do with that flow. And if your triglycerides and your LDL, both of them, if both of those are elevated, they can restrict that blood flow. And that is what can cause those strokes and heart attacks. It's blockage. So always keep that in mind because um, it's something that uh, you don't want to rely on medication for if you absolutely can't afford to uh, change your lifestyle and do that first as long as there's not a genetic factor behind it. And for some people, if you if you have a family history of literally like everyone down the line has high cholesterol and they've always relied on medication, you know, maybe there's some some genetic testing that you need to do in order to find out like are is this a type of or high like elevated cholesterol that could have been prevented lifestyle wise or is it a genetic factor? Like those are things to uh, keep in mind and look into if it's if medication isn't something that you want to rely on. Okay, we're going to go into our next break here. But when we come back, I'm going to start talking a little bit about what some things are that you can do food wise, lifestyle wise for your cholesterol. And I'm going to bust another myth for you. So don't go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss it. You're not going to want to miss this one. All right, I'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. 
You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited that you guys are here and tuning in and learning about cholesterol. Now, before we go into a deeper dive onto more cholesterol stuff, I want to invite you to, uh, if you are someone that's like, hey, I need some help to figure out what's going on with my health. Um, Maybe you went to a doctor and you got a little bit of help, but you didn't get the answers that you needed. Maybe you're in a place where you're like, I've tried everything and nothing is working. Maybe you're in a place where you're just like, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired and I need more energy, better sleep. And I just need to figure out how to uh, fuel and nourish my body that is healing, but also sustainable. That is how I work with my clients. So I want to invite you to grab the link in the show notes to my calendar and you can go on there, book a spot with me, have a consultation. I can learn what is going on with you and what those steps would be for for us to uh, help you feel better, get those results and get you feeling better. So if this is something that you are looking for or needing, I'm your girl, go grab that link, book a spot and let's get you feeling better and finish this year strong. Here's what I tell everybody that comes in to work with me now. We're in October and we're gearing towards the end of the year. And anybody that comes in now, um, I tell them, listen, you are getting ahead of the game. January, lots and lots of people are going to go new year, new goal, new me. And they're like all gung ho, ready to go. And why not finish the year strong? Because here's a belief that I have. How you end this year is how you begin the year. So why not end the year strong and healthy before the rush of everything that happens in January? So how you end the year is how you begin the year. Begin the end the year healthy, begin the year healthy, and then it just sets you up for more success going into the next year. Okay. Here's uh, something that I want to share with you. Have you ever heard that if you have high cholesterol, you should avoid eggs because eggs are high in cholesterol? I'm sure most of us have, right? Well, I'm going to tell you right now that that's a myth. That is not true at all. Eggs are high in cholesterol. One large egg actually contains 211 milligrams of cholesterol. However, research shows that eating whole eggs doesn't negatively impact your cholesterol levels. And here's part of the reason why. You're, if you're eating really, really healthy, straight from the farm eggs, I don't buy eggs at the grocery store typically unless I know where they're coming from. But if you are eating high quality eggs, there are so many vitamins and nutrients in there. And there's one specific nutrient in there called choline that is really, really, really powerful. And egg yolks, it's in the egg yolk. And egg yolks are some of the best types of, uh, it's actually, I think the top one, I think an egg yolk is the top uh, source of choline. And choline is a brain food. It's what feeds your brain. And here's another uh, thing that you might find interesting. If you are pregnant, 
we have a placenta, right? And the placenta is what is attached to uh, the baby in utero. And that is what feeds the baby. So your placenta is the feeder to your baby. And the health of your placenta is very, very important. Well, choline is actually one of the top things that you need to create and develop a healthy placenta to then feed the baby. So when I was pregnant, I um, when I wasn't sick, because <laughs> I was sick a lot of times, um, actually, like for the first from like week six to week 20, I was so sick. I was just I, I there. I remember a week where I couldn't eat more than like mac and cheese and uh, carrots. That was pretty much it. And I it was I was so like <laughs> astonished by it because I'm so like I would eat so healthy before then, but I couldn't eat any vegetables. It just made me throw up. So anyway, what I did is I I learned that choline is very, very important. But a lot of times I wasn't able to eat the eggs because I would just feel like I was going to throw up. So I supplement it with a very specific amount of high quality choline to help feed the placenta that then also helped feed the baby. And choline is also a power nutrient for the brain. So if you're eating choline and making sure that you're getting enough uh, choline when you're pregnant, you're helping the baby's brain as well, as well as supporting your brain. So that's a little uh, side piece on how powerful, really good, high quality eggs are. And they're also a protein. So you got six grams of protein per egg. And most of that protein is actually in the uh, egg white. And then your fat, your healthy fats are in the egg yolk. And I don't usually tell people this. I'm like, please don't throw away the egg yolk. But sometimes when people are eating, you know, a high protein diet and they need to cut down on the fat a little bit, I do tell them, hey, have like two eggs and then throw in like two to three egg whites to just give yourself more protein. But <laughs> if it's a good quality, egg, I'm like, it's almost a sin to throw away the egg yolk because there's so many nutrients in there. There's B vitamins, there's selenium, there's vitamin A in all of those things. So eggs are really, really good. So if you have high cholesterol, don't think that you have to give away or that you have to give up the eggs. Here's another thing. I was actually sensitive to eggs. When I was going through my food sensitivities, I wasn't able to eat eggs for quite a long time, like I think like two years or so. And my son, he was egg sensitive. But eventually we did a lot of gut healing and eventually got to the place where I was able to eat eggs that I would buy at the farmer's market. So they came straight from the farm and I made sure that they were feeding the chickens really good food and also that the chickens were able to be outside. So those eggs I was completely fine with. And I could always tell the difference between what I felt like between those eggs and eggs that I would get at at the grocery store. Massive, massive difference. So keep that in mind. So what are some other things that you want to put in place when, when you have high cholesterol? You want to think about shellfish, clams, crabs, shrimps. They're all high in cholesterol, but they are also really high in B vitamins and iron and selenium. 
And these are really, really good things to help with cholesterol, even though it shows that they have cholesterol in them. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to raise your quote unquote bad cholesterol or triglycerides. Because if you think about it, seafood in general, is actually really, really good for you overall. One of my favorite things to eat is um, sardines, actually. Well, it's not one of my favorite things to eat, but fish wise, I like sardines and um, this always grosses people out, but my son will literally eat sardines cold straight from the can. And whenever he's going through a growth spurt in like mentally, like I can tell that his, his brain is growing, he'll literally come to me and say that he wants sardines. And that's my cue of going, okay, he needs to support because kids are really, really smart and they will eat what they crave most of the time, unless they're eating like junk food all the time. Like you obviously want to be careful because you can kind of like pre-program them in, in their taste buds and like what they're able to um, like what they want. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like they, if you, if you start your kid with mac and cheese and pizza and lots of sugar and candy and those kinds of things, highly processed foods, that's what their taste buds are going to be used to. And that's what they're going to crave and want. If you start them on whole foods, low sugar, they're not eating a lot of highly processed sugars. Um, and they're eating, you know, fruits and vegetables and proteins and stuff like that. That's what they're going to crave as well. So I've always just paid attention to that with my kiddo. And now you only eat sardines straight out of the can. And sardines are really, really good to um, for brain support. And um, they can be really helpful in the in the form of helping you lowering your cholesterol because you're giving your body really good health, healthy fats and not the unhealthy fats. So I want to talk a little bit about what some steps are that that you want to take? Like, what are some foods that you want to bring in? One of the things that you do want to um, be aware of is if you have, and I've talked about this earlier, if you have high cholesterol, then I really, really want to encourage you to go, okay, what do I need to change? What are some changes that I need to do? If you're not doing any kind of exercise, the first thing that you should start doing is walking, like walking daily is what you should start doing. Even if it's if you're someone that's like, hey, I can't walk for 30 minutes straight, even if it's 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night, that's what you have to do. But you got to get that body moving. So you need movement. You also need to drink water. You need to drink a lot of water because your water is part of your detoxing flushing system and it doesn't cost you anything to drink water so you make sure that you're drinking a lot of water you're going to want to look at how much sugar are you having and you're going to want to look at how much like how much food are you eating that is fried foods 
that is fast food, that has bad oils that are potentially like clogging your arteries or raising your triglyceride levels. Because remember, your triglycerides are, those go up the unhealthier your diet is. So if you're having bad oils, if you're having lots of fried foods, if you're not having any kind of fiber, if you're not eating any kind of fruits and vegetables and everything's coming in a box, that's like a recipe for high triglycerides. And then the ripple effect of that is clogged arteries. So you want to change what you're doing there. We're about to go to our last break here. But when we come back, I'm going to give you some very specific foods that you can start bringing in, some other foods and why they're important uh, in order to help you bring that cholesterol down because that's key number one. And I already told you, walking, water, the next thing is also sleep. And these are all foundational things that we should all be doing anyway. So those are things that are going to help with inflammation in the body because remember your cholesterol is inflammation driven as well it's part of the entire system so just from a foundational piece here's what I always tell everybody and I'm going to say it again your foundation no matter where you are at in life what you have going on the foundation should always be the same and that is your diet like what are you putting into your body, your water you're drinking, making sure you're getting enough water in, and your movement. Are you doing any kind of exercise? What does that look like? And your sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? I literally had a client tell me yesterday, like he's been tracking his sleep and his sleep was really, really off for quite some time. And uh, recently he just dialed it in where he created a much better evening routine that is allowing him to have much deeper and better sleep. And it's actually helping his progress, the progress that he's been wanting to happen. And he's like, I just didn't realize how important the sleep actually was. Sleep is so, so, so important if you want your body to heal, because this is where healing can happen. But you need to have very specific steps in place to make sure that you are getting quality sleep as well. And if you're not getting sleep, it's time to work on sleep. So we're going to go to our last break here. Don't go anywhere because we're going to jump into some other foods that you can bring in to help you lower your cholesterol. If you have high cholesterol, don't go anywhere. I'm Lizzie Ants on the I'm Not Fine Show. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. 
Welcome back, everyone. We are at the tail end of this show, and I'm excited to give you some very specific and strategic steps that you can take in order to help your cholesterol. We've busted some myth. We've given you some statistics. We've I've shared with you about the medication behind the cholesterol. And so I, I just want you to really, really think about all this stuff as you're, you know, going through what can I do for my cholesterol. Um, before I finish off here, um, I want to share with you next week's show. I'm going to have a guest on my friend, Emily Norman, who is also a nutrition coach. And uh, I met her. She lived in, um, she doesn't live there anymore, but she lived in Ohio, right in the Amish country area where uh, I used to live. And she reached out to me a while ago and we connected and I really, really love what she does. And so I'm bringing her on next week to talk about her journey with endometriosis and infertility. And so if this is something that you guys have that you struggle with and you're like, man, I just need some help and answers with this. She is phenomenal with this. And I cannot wait to share this her journey and her expertise in this because if this is something that you struggle with like you're not going to want to miss it you're you're not going to want to miss this one so come back next week and grab that show join us and um we're gonna have a have an amazing time all right let's finish this uh show today with talking about what some things are that you can bring in if you have high cholesterol I'm going to uh, talk about fiber. You need to make sure that you're eating plenty fiber. I did a fiber show a while ago. So if you haven't learned about fiber, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the fiber show because fiber is what helps move things through your body. And remember what I said about how we have to get rid of excess cholesterol every day. And if we're not pooping every day, the chances of us getting rid of excess cholesterol are higher. So fiber is what helps with that. Okay. And also just remember inflammation, liver, detoxification, all of those things that are connected. But I just want you to keep in mind, like you need to have fiber. The minimum requirement of fiber a day is 25 grams of fiber a day. And most Americans get eight grams or less a day on average. And I see a lot of people that are under eight grams as well. So fiber is one of those things that is just really, really important in order for you to um, move things along and detox. So just remember when you're pooping, you're also detoxing and you're getting rid of things and fiber will help with that. What are some things that you can bring in with that? Well, you want to think of your your fruits and your vegetables, your legumes, your oats. Those are things that are high in fiber. So what are high what are some other high fiber foods? Um, dates even have uh, fiber in them. Prunes have fiber in them. And then um, if you are have to be gluten free, think about gluten free oats that has fiber in it. And if you are someone that has here, here's a little tip here. If you're eating oats, one of the things that I want you to keep in mind is that you need to have some kind of uh, protein and fat with your oats to help prevent that glucose spike with the oats, especially if you are someone that has high A1C 
or high glucose levels or an insulin resistance, you just want to bring in that protein and fat with the oats to help alleviate that glucose spike. But if you do that and you feel fine, like I used to eat oats all the time years ago and I was fine. But now um, I'm a little sensitive to it, even if I add in the fats and the and the protein. And um, I think I just like grew sensitive to the insulin spike that it gives me. And so sometimes when I eat oats now, if I were to eat it, I I will literally like 30 minutes later, I'm like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> so, so I, uh, I don't eat a lot of oats now, but I used to. But if you don't have any issues with that, then no problem. Go ahead, have the oats, but add in the proteins and, and the fats with it. Some fruits. So like um, take some blueberries or something like that and uh, top that on your oats. And now you're getting more fiber, but you're also getting the phytonutrients from that. Eat omega-3 fatty acids. So if you're eating wild-caught fatty fish, salmon, mackerel, all of those things. And then I also like a really, really good um, omega-3 cod liver oil as a supplement. I like that one a lot as well. And then I mentioned this before, be more active. If you're not active and you're not getting any kind of movement in, you're not helping your cholesterol. If you have to do yoga, you have to do yoga. Anything that gets you moving, and if you can handle it, I would also encourage you to do something like a sauna to help you sweat. Because now, when you're sweating, you're you're able to go sit in the sauna, get your um, lymphatic system to start draining and help you detox, and that can be helpful too. The only thing that I want to um, mention here is. If you have high blood pressure, you may not want to do that. You may not want to go sit in a sauna and be like, well, I'm going to sit here and sweat because um, that might be an issue. Or if you do, it could just be like a much um, lesser time. Like you just don't go in as much. But the activity part is very, very important. So make sure that you're getting that. And then I want you to Think about your sleep, like what kind of evening routine do you have to get yourself ready for bed? Most, uh, most people are laying in bed, scrolling on their phones or watching TV before they go to bed. And that's not setting you up for a good night's sleep. I used to do that all the time. Now, do you want to know what I do? I put my phone in another room or across the room and um, have the Wi-Fi turned off. So that is the uh, cholesterol episode for you guys. I hope you found a lot of value with this. Remember, we're going to be back next week with a guest and we're going to be talking about endometriosis and infertility. We'll see you guys then. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.